Oh shit! Hold on, I guess we're good. That's pretty chill. Okay. Well, welcome back. Welcome back, guys. Wow. To the very first episode of the Double Dose. I am your host, Depeche. And I'm Daniel. Nice and, to meet um, you. I mean, we're telling you welcome back, but you know, this is the first episode and um, Daniel I's uh, whole mantra for this whole day of setting up this first episode was humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. Um, Where do we start? Nothing's perfect, but you know, you got to get stuck in and get it running and um, we, we get, you and know, just, we just go for it because um, sometimes winging it's the best thing you could ever do. How many improv solos have been, you know, stand the test of time? Dude, imagine um, the pressure. I mean, I know like people are just straight up musically gifted, but just the pressure of like you're you're just playing with your band, and then everyone just looks at you, and, and you're just a guitarist, and you're just like solo. And you, and dude, what if you're just not you, feeling it? Yeah, that that's actually an amazing. Where point. does that come from? That you just gotta you just gotta go, and maybe you're so in the moment that you're just like, yep, yeah, this is something that I just do all the time, and that's fine. You know how like some musicians have a very specific sound. Like, you know, if you hear like, I don't know, John May, you're like, ah, oh, that's John Mayer's solo. That's yeah. his style. Yeah. Is that um, coming from somewhere within or is it um, what scales and techniques they're taught by their mentor when they're learning guitar and that comes out when they're solos and shit, like when they're just freestyling the shit? I think there's got to be a bit of, a bit of them in it, right? That's interesting. Like, where does that come from? It's like a thought, but it's like a very, very quick artistic thought that's just like has to be perfect as it comes out. It doesn't have to be. I bet you Prince has screwed it up a hundred times on stage yeah. and knew what, what the hell was going on. I guess that's the whole point of performing, right? You just got to play it off. You're like, you're, cool. you're a cool you're, cat. You're just that good that whatever's coming out, it's great. Yeah, dude. That's why you're at that level. And that's why I'm not on stage like Prince and, and nailing guitar solos. No, definitely not. You got to grow up with a guitar but in your hand. But you know... The, the does the vocalist get a solo? I mean, depends. Like, uh, I know, He's like, just going, um, yeah, for ages. like Metallica. Like, I mean, you'd, I'd, conti- I'd I would consider both guitarists to be lead guitarists. They're both pretty adept um, musically. So, I mean, you know, and you got the vocalist that's uh, ripping it on the guitar as well. I just realized we've got totally off schedule and we haven't told <laughs> anyone what this podcast is. <laughs> this is it, dude. This is how we talk. Okay, and yeah, we, we, we get, let's, uh, let's wind it back. ADD, so, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so, this is Double Dose, you know, we're coming at you from Australia, as you can probably tell from our um, Aussie accents. I, I thought you were Irish. It is. I am not Irish. Okay, my bad. <laughs> um, uh, you know, we're coming at you and uh, we're just two guys, uh, millennials, uh, trying to reach other millennials and give us, give you guys something, you know, to listen to that's not just... Everything else, I hope. That's yeah. what every podcast, I, mean, yeah. I think, hopes for. But, um... You if know, you like crime, we got crime. If you we, like scary, spooky We theories, got it all. We, we got that's it what's going to be good. We're going we're gonna to have a whole variety of things that are hopefully going to entertain you and not just be boring. Um, and, yeah, we're going to be uploading, hopefully, on all major pa- platforms. Yep. That includes Spotify, YouTube, a little bit of TikTok. Uh, I don't love it, but yeah. Um, a little bit of everything. Uh, hopefully once a fortnight. Uh, definitely once a fortnight. Maybe even once a week. Who knows? That'll be cool. And our aim is to release um, Monday. Every, uh, every fortnight every Monday. Monday. Yeah, every Monday um, will be the release date for the videos. I mean, if you're not on... If you're on Spotify, probably no video. Um, unless you're Joe Rogan. 
Uh, Does Joe I, Rogan is I, he I, the I only know. one that gets video? I don't know because there's heaps Actually, of podcasts so, on there. Yeah, that, that's the only one I know that has video that I've seen. Uh, so we'll be on YouTube, we'll be on Spotify, we'll be on the podcast platforms for you guys. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we don't run out of content within the first week. <laughs> um, but yeah, humble beginnings. The world would have to stop. <laughs> and whole history would have to cease to exist. Yeah. So we're good. We're good. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Do you, what do you want to do? You want to, do you want to cast it off with the, um, the first topic of the day? First topic of the day is, what did I write? I mean, we can just talk into, talk about how we, um, well, how I just swallowed gum before we started recording. Oh, yeah. And, uh, de- or basically Dan was like, spit your gum out and, um, you know, we're in a situation, we don't have any tissues nearby. So he's just said, took just it for me it. to swallow it. And I'm like, well, that's in your stomach for seven years, right? Uh, you're dead. Um, uh, you're going to die. Like how much, but you'd have to eat like, a. I don't know, what, 20 gums and then your stomach's full? No, how many gums would it be? Uh, 50. 50 I'm pretty gums, sure eating too much gum. 50 hubba bubbas <laughs> and you're gone. That's it. Your stomach's finished. You're going to starve. Are you eating starve. that together? That's a lot of gum in your mouth. Over the whole seven years. You only got seven years and then after seven years, it resets like that. Yeah, nice. And uh, and then, yeah. And then you get like a free pass and you can eat another 50 gums. That's pretty good. I mean, it's a bit of a wait, but like, how how do these start? Did did some kid on the playground just say, "Well, my dad said that's in your stomach for seven, and, but he he made that up." That's on the what spot? my mom said. I'm uh, pretty sure that it's going to do something to your guts and you probably die. But I'm pretty sure that it was made to um, stop kids from swallowing it because right. there was like, they don't want all the kids to just eat it because it tastes good right away, and you'll have. Um, You'll run out of gum. The parents will be running out of gum. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was just to, to scare the little kids. So and an old wives' tale to say, uh, no more gums allowed because uh, you, you, you can't. You swallow it, you die. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where it, where it all happened. Well, what about things like um, watermelons, seeds? Watermelon seed. And they're like, in oh, your guts. It, it, grows, it grows in your guts. Like where, I mean, you can't just say to kids, don't. I, I don't think that. Like where does that start? Have you have you seen a picture of an original watermelon? What is it? Like the, what they look like? So before GMO. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Before they the world um, uh, made it like yeah. more and more ripe. Uh, more, more, to, and more, more, more flesh. More, more flesh, flesh to eat. Yeah, it, yeah. it was just all the white part. So imagine like cutting open a watermelon, and you know you can kind of see like little segments. Um, it's just like a little pocket of red flesh. Everything else is just the white part, and I guess through selective breeding. Um, you got watermelons. What you have today, seedless and just full of fruit. Yeah, but that's like that. That's with everything. Um, like even bananas. What that's was true. I was showing the other day? I saw bananas. They look tight. Oh, they look ridiculous. There's some interesting types of bananas out there, man. Yeah, and you got like those countries, like people in Brazil. They're like, we gave out 500 different apples. I'm like, okay, did they really taste that different? I know, right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, what else? Wives' tales. Do you have any um, other wives' tales? Do you have co- any like ones that your mum um, had like specific to like uh, your country? Uh, there was some Croatian one that they used to tell me. It was like this homeless man was hiding in the walls to like scare the shit out of me when I was a kid. What? Um, was it to get you to listen? So I go to bed. To go to bed? You're going to go to bed with a homeless, homeless man, man in, the, in wall. the walls. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I forget even how to. <laughs> You've repressed it. it. You've repressed the the scary homeless man. What were you picturing as a kid when you heard that? Did you like see like an old bum? An old no, bum. No, no. Th- from what I understood, it was like a boogeyman. Right. Um. So I was like, okay. Um. Totally freaked out. 
like totally like uh this is this is too much uh hold on just adjust. that would freak me out dude yeah how do you um, sleep it's completely terrified i remember being um terrified after watching the movie science that's that's the movie that fucked me up as a kid and yeah i mean that was because i had a visual stimulus but just to have your mum tell you that there's someone in the walls waiting for you if you don't go to sleep. Oh, man, I could not fall asleep. I, I think I was definitely more scared of... Well, because I had a, uh, had a suspicion that my parents were screwing up, screwing with me. Um, that they were, you know... Okay, um, you're like, these they guys were, are... They were pulling a fast one. Right, right, right. Well, you know, I've, I've heard that a lot. One time I was at the shops and... Um, this um, mum, her daughter was like running away from her and she's like, don't go down that aisle. The bad man's down that aisle. And I was just like, like, why are you like, what? that's such an interesting way to get your daughter listening to you, get, scare them of just going down a, a random aisle in the shopping center. Just the bad man's down that aisle. But, that's that's horrifying. You have to think. You, but is parents just do that stuff. Parents just do that. You know, it's just, just like this uh, random threat. Yeah, he's not going to be scared <laughs> by that. But then you're traumatized and that's how you like develop serious issues later does everyone have um a memory of losing their parents at the shopping center i did i think for about a couple of minutes i never went to the front and had to um is that in there Uh, uh, i never had to go to the front and go i'm lost i don't know what's going on um i didn't do any of that like I remember, I remember that's what you do. But um, yeah, I didn't do that either. I, I but I remember getting like to the point where I was getting so freaked out. And luckily, my parents found me in time. But I was like overwhelmed by that point. Beer kid. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny that everyone has experienced that, and maybe it's because your parents told you that a bad man is hiding down an aisle. So when you lose your parents, you're like, holy crap, dude! I got no one to save me from this yeah, bad guy it. down I'm the aisle. This, this boogeyman is coming to me. He's gonna it's nab me. And that's it. I'm cooked, dude. That's it. Oh my god. Um, no, but I didn't, I didn't get lost or anything like that. I was pretty freaked out if I did. Um, even if like, you know, oh, you know, it was freaked the hell out of me. Um, <laughs> you're in the checkout. Yeah. Your mom's paying. Everything's getting to the end. It's, if they're paying, they're paying, they're paying. Like, like, so they're scanning, they're scanning. And then the mom's, your mom's like, hey, I'm just going to be like two seconds. I got to go grab something. And you're like, oh, dude. Oh, I've been there, dude. I've I, been there. I would be horrified and you're like you you understand you need money to pay for this stuff and you have you got like probably two dollars saved up that's that's the money you have and you just yeah. it's not with you and you're like panicking you're like oh, if my mom doesn't get back in time i gotta pay for this i, got, I don't know what i'm gonna do i don't have money to pay for this <laughs> yeah um yeah that's i guess that's going through my head but it was the worst when i think the cashier knew i i definitely did it when i was when i was um when i became a checkout chick eventually yeah um but you know they, they they get to the end and they tell you the number and it's like uh 207 dollars and 18 cents and you look at them like mom oh, yeah. my mom, mom will be right back. Come back my mom will be right back uh, i assure yeah, you she's coming back and uh you just look like you know you don't know what's going on oh my god but that was that was pretty freaky yeah but, um, i know i know that stress um again again i think that's another thing that we've all been through um which to think about it, I mean, look, I would, you know, we're adults right now, and I don't think I've ever gotten to a situation where I'm loading groceries on the belt and gone, hang on one second, and run into an aisle to grab something. Does it, I mean, 
I don't know. Maybe yeah. when you have kids, you'll you'll do yeah, it immediately. Yeah, you, you get distractions and stuff like that, you know. Um. So old wives' tales anymore? I'm uh, not that I can think of, man. Like, I mean, I know um, my mum gave me a bunch growing up, but I, off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything right now. But there's just those strange ones that everyone knows about. Mm. Yeah, I just I kept thinking about the aliens when you when you said it. It's very scary. <laughs> uh, do you believe in aliens? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I um, actually, you know what? Um, you keep that thought going. I remember having this thought about um. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, man, I, I had this idea of like, what if um, we finally had our first contact and like it was just going to happen, like signs. Like, well, but like, what if like, you know, we finally had our first contact, um, a ship gets down here and it, you know, it's being live broadcasted, the ship from what we can see just from, you know, watching on TV, you're like, oh damn, that doesn't look that, um, 80s sci-fi, it looks like a pretty standard like vessel that we would create. Mm-hmm. And then the door opens up, you know, you do your nice, you know, slowly dramatic draw of the conveyor belt and then and the dude pops out and it's a, another human that looks identical to you and me um, and come to find out that it's just uh, another human race that's developed in another nearly distant planet i don't know andromeda galaxy or something and um you find out that they're just three years ahead of us technically i'm um, like um technologically only three how crushing would that be that to find out like you know, we're because we're, you know, I'm sure um, we're still working on space travel and stuff like that. You know, um, you got these billionaires that are already going to space. Yeah. What if we the aliens that visited us were just from a very near future for them, like technologically? And when they come down, they're like, "Oh yeah, we we did that three years ago. Um, this is basically the equation." And and they go, and we're like, "Oh." And they just help us out, and it's all good. And but it's not even a big jump. And imagine like the first contact is just to find out that it's because you know every time you talk about aliens, you're picturing this super hyper advanced alien. super advanced um uh, and, I, but that's just as likely right as a scenario yeah i guess but in my head i was always thinking that no way it's going to be looking anything like us if there's a chance because the I, I used to think like oh my god the universe is so huge and the chance of it being well i guess look i was heavily influenced by movies Yes. And I thought science was the one that really scared me, yeah, um, dude, you know, because you never saw them until, until the end, which was kind of lame. Yeah. But, um, until, uh, but I thought the gray, the gray aliens with the massive eyes mm. was the one to go. And, and they were going to be the ones to come in and, and, and invade. And, you know, Independence Day. Welcome to Earth. Yeah. yeah. Welcome <laughs> to Earth, son. Um, I, I thought maybe that was that was going to be it, but um, I mean, but like, what were they? I, they were like crazy xenomorph or something looking. They were, yeah, they had like extra tentacles and stuff, and they were like kind yeah. of like telepathic. But you know, like uh, but you know, giving it more thought. Um, if you were to go to another planet, you'd probably want to visit a planet that's got the lowest chance of killing you as a human. So you'd find a more hospitable planet that's got water and you know sun that's in the perfect Goldilocks zone. Yeah, if and, you can find it, and um. And, you know, then it would just, then that led me to the thought of like, yeah, I can just picture a group of um, human-like people that are, you know, pretty much you and me and um, that are just, just like, you know, just like maybe 10 years ahead of us. That's just as likely because we're not, you know, we're naturally evolved as we, as we hope, but you would think that happens on other planets. Um, I mean, obviously there's so many different factors involved, different timelines, but 
um, yeah, I feel like uh, every time you, you think about aliens, you're just picturing like these guys got a head start on us. What if, yeah, what if I, oh, something, yeah, something okay. that was close enough to get to us would have to have around the same starting line as us, give or take a, a million years. Well, yeah, that's if they're interested in us. It's like, so what I've heard other scientists say is that, you know, you're not driving down the highway and you pull over a car and you you see an anthill and go, man, this is interesting. Let me try and communicate with these things. Yeah. You know, they're, they're probably so on their own path, couldn't care less what we were doing. And it's such a pit stop and inconvenience to stop and try and do anything. And that's even if they come past us. Like, it's well, supposed like, to be a huge universe, right? Those would be the ones that are too advanced to visit. Yeah, you know? they're just doing their own thing. It's just like, whoop, passing it's like by. When, they, when we're like a cell to them, it's... So advanced, yeah, it's to even like you just you know we can on. see bacteria, but whether or not, oh, well, that's if you know if they're even like three dimensional beings like us, you know, um, like a bacteria is like a three dimensional being as yeah. well, but um, they don't like you couldn't even speak to them, like you know they they can't even perceive we exist, right? Like they would have no concept, that's no true. no understanding of that. Okay, there's a larger. I'm on something. Mass, I'm on a being doing <laughs> yeah. something, which could be us as well. That has an intelligent thought. These things are just consume, divide, conquer. That could be us. Of we don't know what we don't know on like what what we're on. How big? It oh is. yeah, hundred percent. It's like oh, we're just perceiving the universe as we can see it. There's so cooked this thinking. Yeah, that trips me out too hard. Sometimes. Well, um, on that on that kind of topic, um, I was like thinking about how, um, you know, we do, we tend to kind of get used to the flora and fauna that we are amongst, and then we also have evidence of um, the ancestors of the animals that are amongst us and right now, and and uh, it made me think like, if uh, humans tend did die out, do you think, um, and and everything was still sweet, um, you know, the the world was thriving. Do you think uh, the plants and animals have kind of reached their point, or do you think in another million years uh, they will change again to get to where we're at? Well, that's the point. It's always changing, right? That's it's, right. So, it's like, like constantly changing. It's such a slow pace you can barely perceive it. It'd be really interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah, for sure. It's like going back in time and seeing everything was like massive and huge. And- yeah. Um, like fruits won't develop to the fruits that we have now. No. And they could continue to just become these things that we can't even fathom. But like, you know, it's just like uh, adaptive mutations that just happen naturally. Yeah, totally. But it'd just be interesting um, if that would happen now. Is there enough factors in the world to, to, to promote that much evolution? Or has everyone kind of, has everything reached a kind of slowing point now? Nah, it's still going. It's going faster, they say. What are they saying? The universe is expanding quicker and quicker. It's accelerating, if anything. It's getting quicker. Right. Um, I don't know if that includes evolution. Definitely with us, we're like forced evolving with, you know, t- technology and stuff. We're just going to fuse like um, with technology soon. Like essentially, oh, well, who, who said it? Elon Musk, I think he said it. Not that I love him, but whatever. He <laughs> um, was like, you know, Oh, people are saying, you know, what if we could fuse on technology? And he, he kind of came in with a point of view and said, we are already are. You have this device on you that's pretty much connected with you all the time. You can interact with it at, at quickly. You can, like, tell it what to do, essentially, at any point of the time. You just whip it out of your pocket and type something in. 
And it like, it's like, you know, how big's the earth? Boom. You know, immediately. Yeah. Like, you, yeah, it's not instantaneous as a thought, but it's almost. And we essentially already merged with technology. We just, we just, uh, it's, it's outside of our body right now. Well, it's kind of in our bodies as well with some people. Like, you know, if you would say a, um, a limb attachment, um, you know, uh, you know uh, a leg replacement or something like that, that is, that person hasn't changed. Mm. But um, it, it is some sort of technology on that person. Yes. At what point of replacing things on a human body does it not become a body anymore? Yes, it's that thing. It's like uh, at one point, yeah, uh, how many pieces you have to take away from a chair for it not to be a chair anymore? Yes. Uh, it's like a fine line, right? I guess if There's it's more than 50%. What's that paradox called? You know what I'm talking about? Oh. It's, it's like a ship. Pull ship. that shit up, Jamie. Pull it up, quick. <laughs> is it ship of a thesis or something? Oh. Yeah, maybe. The, it sounds like thesis? Yes. And it was uh, essentially talking about how um, you have this ship. Oh, and you replace every section of it. How long yeah. before it's became- It's still the same ship? Like, is you, that what it's You said? replace the mast. Yes. And then you replace, like, you know, the deck. And then- um, at one point, you've replaced the whole ship. Is it that original ship anymore? That's right. And then furthermore, all the original parts that you took off that ship, if you were to rebuild the ship with those original parts, what is now the current ship? Have you cloned the ship? Have you cloned the ship? Have you cloned it? Is the original ship that you replaced slowly over time the ship or the ship that you've built with all the original parts, the new ship? Well, the the ship. I guess. Hold on. Uh, It's a thought experiment. I don't know. I thought it was a paradox. Thought experiment. So, how much of a human body do you have to replace before it becomes a ship? Exactly. And is the human body <laughs> all of us? Because I can replace my hand, but I'm still me. Yeah, that's so the is thing. So, is like, it just your consciousness? Well, it's that... Uh, uh, again, I get sidetracked so easy. But um, I was listening to Alan Watts. Yep. Amazing like physiologist... Uh, not physiologist. Um, philosopher and kind of like religious expert. He kind of said, um, you know, if you were to perceive your body... Right now, um, where would you describe you uh, originate? Your, mm. Where do you originate from? Like, if you were like looking at your body now, like, and you say, "Okay, where, where's the the beginning of you?" And a lot of people in Western culture will point to their face and their eyes and say, "Here, right. my mind. Like, this is this is everything. Like, I'm seeing here." And he's like, "So the rest of you just kind of dangles. Mm. <clears throat> Sorry, the rest of you dangles from that point. So it's like you're this head." And everything around you is like the external. So, like right. your hands are external to that and your body's external. And so, you're just dangling from this centerpiece. But- um, How do you perceive yourself if you were- Yeah, to, I'm like, like that. Yeah? Like straight up. And Mine feels uh, like a T-section. Like So, it's like head and then to body. the chest and then two other arms. But then- You, be, like you don't than, perceive your legs that often. Not really. Not even my stomach. And, you know, kind of from like chest down, it's not yeah. really perceived. But like, it's like, yeah, head to chest and then- arms as well because i feel like you know you use your arms to gesture what you're trying to convey to show things to point to it's it's very much your mind you're not pointing with your feet you just that's just (laughs) moves you around (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. but if what he what he said was if you go to eastern culture and they say like where is your like soul your body like where where is your inner being come Mm. from they always point to their chest that's cool i like like that here like here, is it like a perceptual thing? It's like, are they literally perceiving the world differently because of their upbringing? Right. right. That's interesting. I like that. And, it, you know, it's um, that's where you feel everything, right? Yeah. Like, you have feelings in your chair, like your, your body. I, I would you laugh. It's coming from here when you're feeling yeah, sadness. Yeah. It's in the heart. Yeah. I think it depends on how, 
like bodily healthy and mentally healthy you are. Yeah. Because like you definitely, I, I know when I feel healthier, it's like I feel my body a lot more. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm more connected to it and the world, I guess. Mm. For sure. But yeah. I am. Um, yeah, I'm, you're I'm pulling like, up this Garfield thing. You've been talking about this Garfield thing yeah, for like a week. I just tell me what it is. I cannot bear it any longer. <laughs> I, so it's, it's, I've watched this video. Um, I don't know if you would, con- you know, technically call it a video essay, but um, it was by Super Eyepatch Wolf. We'll link the video down the description below. But um, mm-hmm. basically, this uh, this guy's gone like on this very extensive thorough research on the impact Garfield has had um not just the internet but the world and uh like you know what was the last time you thought about Garfield? Oh just you, know, oh, you just remember those lasagna culture. cat videos? That yes. Well he actually touches on those lasagna cat videos. But um would you know on on, on uh, average would you say you listen you, you think of Simpsons more than Garfield or Mickey Mouse more I than Garfield? I definitely quote Simpsons Simpsons more. Right. And I would say the same as well, but apparently Garfield is ridiculous ridiculously ingrained amongst pop culture it's it's he he dates before so many of the pop culture icons that we know of and mm-hmm. um man like there's basically like ridiculous amounts of fan art out there um i've found this website that um the uh, that um this super eye patch wolf talks about um called garfamon and this artist has uh, i'm showing you right now um illustrated Garfield as every single Pokemon to ever exist, and um, it Jesus. just it just it just goes on, and uh, I mean, it just shows you also how um, versatile Garfield is as a character. Why has he done this, dude? This is this is not even the tip of the iceberg. So there's this um, subreddit called R slash Alzheimer's Group, okay. and in conjunction, I, I, I'm gonna have I'm lo- I'm bringing it up right now. Um, I don't know how many subscribers there are to this. To this, it's um, the top right. We'll tell you. Uh, uh, you missed it. Yep, there. What does it say? Subscribers there on the right. Seventy six point two thousand. Right. Yeah. And collectively, they all pretend like they have Alzheimer's and repost the same com- uh, Garfield comic strip every single couple of hours, every couple of minutes. And oh, this. And, oh, okay. Yeah. And it's and, and and some of them get taken a bit crazy. Like some people put a bit of a you know artist artistry license on them, but it's the same essentially the same panel um, over and over again. And, and some of these uh, comments uh, that people are, write, are writing when they upload the post is, could you please send this to my grandson? I heard, I heard he loves how to read funny comics and I picked this one out for him. And then the next one is, found a good one today and it's the exact same comic strip. So, what is the comic strip? Describe it. Uh, so, Garfield's, he's looking like this. So, your classic Garfield comic strip is three panels. He's looking, is it really? It's it, Yeah. There's some long versions, but the most consistent ones uh which there's like apparently tens of thousands of them um the, yeah it's just your three panel strip and um is it yeah some these people have just committed they, and these are all strangers and they're all pretending they have alzheimer's <laughs> uploading the same garfield comic God. every single day um it's just like so unbelievable that people have this like and they want to do it they dude, find it funny he has hundreds of millions of like garfield has hundreds of millions of fans like I I've, I've heard this stat. The New York Times had to change the way they categorized its bestsellers list because seven out of the ten slots were taken up by Garfield comics. Really? Yes. <laughs> That's the most ridiculous thing I've I heard. I don't know one person that loves Garfield this much. It's- I have not spoken to someone no. in the last 
two decades that has gone, you know what I love? Yeah. Garfield. And you know what I love reading every day? Garfield. And I guarantee you, everyone, if you do give this some time, it's like, a, you know, an hour and a half or something, watch it. And the most peculiar thing happens because it's like when you get a new car and you start seeing your car everywhere, you start seeing Garfield everywhere. As I was doing research for this um, segment, mm-hmm. my partner was reading a book and she it was playing in the background and she gasped. She showed me the page she was reading and someone had literally written lasagna something something garfield in the book and then um she also showed me that peter alexander is releasing a garfield range again where's who's buying this stuff hasn't the original author died uh, jim davis is he dead or is he still making garfield i think he's still making garfield but he has like a bunch of people that will take over the mantle when he um does go um but i even like was watching a movie and yes. uh a character in the movie had a Garfield tattoo. He's still alive. He's still kicking. 76. He's got well. Cartoonist. Jim Davis. Uh, is he still working? Still making Garfield. Uh, I think so. My God. Uh, wh- Isn't that- well, what's, what's the comic say? Read it out. So, he's the uh, Garfield's thinking what? Well, I'm hoping I'm looking at the original because I know some of these yes. people do edit them um, slightly. But- uh, Ow. There's a basically it starts the panel starts off with um, Garfield looking bored at a table and I mean I know the the running joke is um, uh, can can John understand Garfield or can, are they like are they communicating or is it Garfield's thoughts and John just kind of speaking to him like a cat owner would um, but Garfield's uh, perched up at his desk and he's like there's nothing happening and then is it John John yeah. John. Uh, he goes, I finally got the wildfire in my sock drawer under control. And he comes in huffing and puffing with like a napkin and burn marks on his face. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with Garfield sitting at a desk board still saying, out of the ordinary, I mean. It okay. doesn't, I don't think it really, I mean. And, it doesn't it, really like answer the question. No. And, and what this person did in the video, find out, they, they watched that one. They read as many comic strips as they could. And there was very little that they found funny. I actually have another stat that was um, pretty interesting. Um, there was this small town in France, and uh, for I think over a decade, um, people were finding Garfield telephones washing up on the beaches, and um, nobody knew where this was coming from. And this went on for a decade, and people just kept finding these Garfield telephones washing up on the beaches. They found a after ten years or so, they found a shipping container that had been lost full of Garfield phones. Um, there was even this plush toy released, I think, in the late 80s, early 90s, um, of Garfield with little suction cups for hands. And, mm-hmm. you know, people would put them yes. in windows in your car. Yeah, still, and, I actually do see those uh, every once in a while. Right. Well, apparently this was so ridiculously popular at the time that people were breaking into cars and leaving, you know, the head deck, any valuables and stealing these Garfield plushies that they had to actually put a pause on the manufacturing because people were just going crazy for these Garfield plushies. That is ridiculous. And growing up, you and know, where in in Western culture, like here, or is it yes, like mostly like Asian culture or something? No, yeah, America. What year was this? This has been since the get go. Um, he's just he's been a cultural phenomenon. But I'm saying to you, like, I don't see much Garfield, but. I'm telling you, once you watch this video, you see Garfield. He is everywhere. 
And okay. I don't know uh, who's so asking I'm going to be it. in the Garfield universe. And all I'm going to be seeing is Garfield everywhere I go now, which is going to freak me out. Hundreds of millions of fans. It's very, very strange. Garfield worth on Google, guys. 160 billion. No. Uh, no, dude. It's only worth $13 million. It's get, worth $13 million. Get this. It's, mer- it's merchandising sales. Garfield is $800 million to $1 billion each year. Merchandising. Just merchandising. And, but, you know, I'm talking, you know, books, cards, couches, lamps, everything Garfield. Yeah, yeah, that's like- 800 million to 1 billion each year of sales. Where is this stuff? Who's buying it? I don't know yeah, anyone that has what, anything Garfield. It said that comic ended in 1994. That's when he, he stopped writing it. Unless someone else has stuff. taken over it, which I doubt. I think he did. He like, People he, are still drawing the, the comic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, they've given up the rights. But I mean, like, it's still trending. Like, the fact that Peter Alexander is releasing a line of Garfield clothes, um, it makes me... I, I don't know anyone that's a Garfield fan this heavily, but he's huge. This is the darkest timeline. I mean, imagine you sift through your stuff. There is... A, I mean, there might be a childhood photo. You're going to find something Garfield. I had a book, mm. two books. It was Garfield Hates Mondays <laughs> and like a Garfield mega collection, which had a bunch of, uh, um, you know, the comics stuck together. But it was color because I remember heaps were in black and white. And um, I don't know if it's the originals. It looked like that color. I don't remember that many being black and white. I remember seeing this like in my local newspaper. Well, I think the original one was every Monday comic from the original, because I'm pretty sure when he was drawing them, they were black and white. Yeah, they would have been. Yeah. Back in like, you know, pre- this was, pre- uh, no, pre-Mickey this Newspaper was, would have been... Actually, I don't know. Newspaper would have been color, but... Wait, it was the New York Times he did it in, right? No, that was just um, their bestsellers list. They oh, had to okay. change the way they categorized it because it was occupying seven out of ten slots. That is cooked. I don't know these people. I don't know one person that that, that owns more than one. Ah, uh, they're out there, thing. man. If you can think of it, it's out there. Like I know subreddits that are just gibberish numbers being repeated day after day, and there is no sense to it at all. It's maybe like someone's thinking, "Oh my god, look how great I am because I can come up with this fucking ridiculous idea." That um, but I unironically buying Garfield merch. I mean, eight hundred million to one billion worth of sales. That's oh, you know, it's a lot of that's a lot of dash. There's a lot of Garfield bucks. I just don't. I don't know where these people are. It's scary. If um, you're out there, comment and let us know. Also, I think and why why Garfield? I think um, what you brought up there was Andrew Garfield's net worth. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no, wait, no Garfield worth. I wrote. Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield. Oh, okay. Yes, different character. <laughs> One was Spider Man. And I bet comic. you, I bet you, there is a Garfield Spider Man. I bet you, there is a Garfield Spider Man. Exactly. Oh, it's seven. Ow, this thing keeps zapping me, man. Technical difficulties, guys. Ow, that freaking hurt. Um, my mic's like electrified. I have no idea how. You just spit too many facts, dude. There's something wrong with this cable. I'm gonna plug it in a bit better. Okay, that's it. Still there. No, no, no. All right. Um, 500 to 700. Wait, what? He sold the strips. No, Brian Weedman told the publication the daily comic strips sold for about 500 to 700, while the longer form Sunday comic strips, he would be getting fifteen to $3,000 Is that back for, then. Is that for That's how much strip? they paid him. Each strip. What if I just type net worth? Garfield comic net worth. I ah, forget it. 
Well, you got to think here. about, dude. There's so many different manufacturers making things that aren't under the contract of him. Yes, yeah, like merchandising. Just merchandise. So that's where a lot of m- numbers are coming from. I'm sure. Yeah. So just the merchandising you're saying is worth that much? It must be worth theoretically yeah, billions. Eight hundred bi- million to one billion. Um, that's too much. It's and I, you know, at the same time, um, you think that your your day to day life, you're not seeing any Garfield. It's there. Yeah. One once you watch this video. Garfield is everywhere and it's pretty freaky. All right, I'm scared. You've actually scared. freaked me out that I'm going to like become psychotic and after see this, Garfield. After this episode, everyone, um, if you could give it a week, maybe two, put down in the comments below uh, what Garfield you saw and where you saw it and how was it, how did it, how did it come about? Because I want to know. <laughs> I want to know where you guys are seeing Garfield. I saw it on a movie. Um, a clothing line um, is launching it and... Um, Maybe what it's massive it? in the US. It's international, man. I don't know. I'm not seeing it. <laughs> you will I, now. I, I'm you seeing will it now. sometimes. I, I, I thought the same. Once you watch it, then that's it. See you later. Okay, what else? Other than Garfield. <laughs> I don't know. What do you got? What do you got? All right. What I wanted to talk to you about was something random. Okay. Um, but it's cooked. And I saved it for this podcast because I, I sat on it for maybe six months. That's a long time, dude. I it's appreciate that. It's a long that. time. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. All right. You're just looking up buff Garfields now. Am I? Top, bottom right. Top Sorry. right. We don't want to look at him. Yeah. But there's every type. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. This dude. All right. It's, it's conspiracy. We got to get our tinfoil hats on. We, we need to get a little um, soundbite for that. We need to get a little. X-Files thing. Yeah. Okay. This dude claims to work for the CIA. I forget his name. I will find it soon. I'll come back to it. That's part of working for the CIA, dude. So, he... No, he, he came out. He's, he's <laughs> done his thing. He did it all. He claimed he could lucid dream on command, okay? Okay. So, he could do it. Every time he went to sleep, he could lucid dream. He could do it no matter what. Um, they were monitoring... This was like MK Ultra days. I guess, what, the 70s? I think it was around that time. He claimed that every time he... So they were trying to do experiment on, and this is like legit. You can look up MK Ultra and all that, and then what they were doing with dreaming and stuff back in the seventies. What they can do probably now is probably mind-boggling, but this was back then. And he said that they were doing it, and he had to. They they could they they he would say that they were doing remote viewing from inside learn um, inside lucid dreams, right? And this was. Um, so you know what remote viewing is, right? Is that um, putting your your um, not non physical mind in a scenario to view it from out of your body? That's right. So you're essentially looking at a place, like you know, you you go in, like you can project your mind and your thoughts to view some area that's outside your body, and you can do this with a hundred percent accuracy. Let's say. So he would say that they were testing that lucid dreaming could only happen. Uh, sorry, remote viewing could only happen inside of lucid dreaming. Right. which I thought was super interesting. So, he would have the lucid dream and they would monitor him um, on the on the, uh, the the waveform, on the brain, the brain scan. He claimed that when he clicked these heels together, they needed some tell. So, right. he would dream and they would need some tell on the monitor of like he was lucid dreaming and he was aware of it and he was signaling to the outside people 
that he was dreaming. Are you saying his physical body clicked its heels? No, no, no. He did it in the dream. Mm -hmm. And when he clicked his heels in the dream, it would like signal some sort of frequency that they were monitoring on the outside of his body in his brainwaves that, okay, he's lucid dreaming. Now we need to tell him what to do. Right. And he would do this. And he said he could do it. And he said he was training other people to do it. And he said that the experiment went on for like, I don't, I don't know, don't quote me on the time, a couple of weeks, I think. And he got to the point where he would, he could dream, he'd get out of it and it'd be fine. But then he said one time he, he got out of the dream and he went to flick off a light switch and his hand, I'm getting goosebumps from this. This is how freaky wow. it was when I heard it. He went to flick off a light switch and his hand went through it. Wow. And he was like, no, I hate saying like. He then said that he woke up after he had been already awake for maybe five, half a day. He he woke up again and then he said, okay. And then he, he, he said, okay, now I'm out of it. And then went about his day again and it happened again. That's terrifying. So, he would just, he kept, he said it happened about 30 times that he would live. And it said at one point he was living months. He was living months That's in terrifying. the dream. He was living months in the dream and then waking up. And he said, holy shit, I think I'm stuck. And it kept happening, kept happening, kept happening. He couldn't make it stop. I think he said it happened about 30 times and then he woke up and he was just trembling. And he said he lay on the bed for five hours until he was pretty convinced that he woke up and he was actually awake. But he said he lived a couple of months in his dream with 100% clarity. Do you know if um, the people in, once you're in the astral form, do, are they operating as they would themselves or are you controlling what you're seeing and how they're um, moving? So, if he woke up and had an interaction with someone, how does he know um, that he's not creating Well, he was still person? dreaming. That was He wasn't remote viewing anymore. He was just lucid dreaming still. So, like I'm saying- He like, was but, waking up but, with dreams within dreams, like Inception. But he was convinced that it was reality. He was 100% sure that he was awake yeah. because it was that realistic. So, the people that are in those lucid states- It acted all like normal. Yeah. He okay. said he could not tell the difference. And that's what's scary because then what's your- um, Where's what's the your baseline? Base? Yeah, where's what's your, your base? What's your baseline? And he said he was shitting himself oh, and, no he th- and he thought he was going to die. And he was trying to kill himself, I think, at one point in the dreams because he couldn't, he couldn't take it. And then he woke up and he said he was absolutely terrified, shaking, and he just lay there and he's, he immediately got up and said, that's it, we're cancelling the program. And he never, he could have to stop because he said, I was, I was going to become psychotic. I could not tell the difference between the dream and reality anymore. That is freaky as hell. That is very, very scary. I mean, I, I mean, it, it's like, you know, you could practice on how to get there, but you could never practice um, and, and teach your brain of what the understanding of what base reality is. Yeah. Because then, then, you, then you've got to get into like the whole um, topic of, are we um, in a Simulation. Base reality. Are we in base reality? Yeah. <laughs> so, that's how I feel. I mean, I don't want to talk about a huge amount, but- um, We can save simulation theory for another simulation day. Simulation theory for another day. That's, that's a whole, whole episode. whole thing about- Man, we are, um, we're really touching on Elon Musk today. He's got his fingers in everything. Oh, yeah. We were saying earlier. <laughs> yeah. Wait, he's, but he's what, did, a, what did you think? Wait, sorry. Before we jump on to the next topic, what did you think? Cooked? Like, do you think that's legit? I that think that's that very experience. plausible, man, because I know that uh, people practice it. I know that uh, people also do um, remote, remote viewing. Um, they, I, I do believe um, some, I mean, 
I don't know whereabouts in the world this is, but I do believe as res- uh, you know as last resorts, they do get some people to remote view to help with cases to kind of. Uh, oh, I, I, you mean I, like back in the day, it's like, you know, well, we have this murderer, we don't know where the body is, and then they try and remote view and right. find, the, like, you know, they have a piece of paper and go. Yes, um, exactly, exactly. Yeah, okay. This is the, the body is on this piece of paper, there's yes. a number, and then, um, you know, they can find their way. Because is it also like with um, astral projection, there's no kind of concept of time, you can kind of go back in time, forward in time, or not so much forward, but uh, there's a bit of I'm movement. Not 100%. Right. That's interesting. Um, that is really freaky. And uh, I had a friend in high school who he um, he was practicing it. Uh, lucid, lucid dreaming? dreaming? He was practicing lucid okay. dreaming. And yep. from my understanding, from what he told me, there's two uh, ways to go about it. And I'm probably sure there's hundreds. But mm-hmm. uh, there's your more safer way, which is done um, over time, which is where you have a dream, you keep a dream journal, um, and the more you do that, the more aware you are of your dreams to the point of when you're in a dream, you get to the point where you, you're you aware you're in the dream. Yeah. And then there was a, a shortcut way, which was, I think, a really dangerous way, um, which actually backfired on him, where yeah. you pretty much lay still in your bed. And please don't do this at home and research it before you do it. But you lay in bed and you pretty much lay as still as you can and your body will start falling asleep before your mind does. And what your brain will do is... Start sending bits of um, you know, electrons and stuff to get you to move, just to double check that you're awake because it knows that you're not moving and you're uh, and it also essentially make parts of you itchy to scratch. But you got to fight it all, stay dead still until there's a point where your body shuts off. You'll probably blink when you open your eyes again. You're in that mode. But I heard that practicing that method can um. Really induced sleep, sleep paralysis. paralysis. Yeah, right, and right. that has happened to me once, and it was horrifying. And it lasted five seconds, and I saw a woman's face, and I was freaked out. Well, um, yeah, my friend um, said, yeah, he was in his bed, and no one was home, and he could feel this rumbling, and these demons came out from the ground and were like looming over him and stepping on his chest, and he said yeah. he was trying to scream, but he couldn't. And um, oh, it lasted scary. long enough that he just yes started crying when he woke up, and um, it's it's such an immense feeling. I, it's happened to me. I haven't seen anything, but I when, when my experience was I rolled over, and then I, I realized that I hadn't rolled over. I was still on my back, and then I did it like three times, and I had realized I'm stone still, like I'm not moving. My eyes were open, and then everything just went super dark, and there's just an impending fear of restraint. You can't move your yeah, body, but it's... your mind is so awake and. It was like using all my willpower to get be like, get up, get up, get up. And then my body just shot up. And it's like, it's a panic. I think I think it's got to do, you get scared. I mean, I think the people that do get scared from it are people who don't like feeling out of control of their body. And I, I'm sure a lot of people don't. I think it's to do with um, the, the in-between state of dreaming and awake. Yeah, there's also you know, that. But, but I know a mate's dad who it happened to, and he lay like that for an hour being totally calm and was just wow. like, oh- What's going on? Like, this is weird. This is weird. Am I still dreaming? And he was like totally chill. But but this guy was like very like mentally strong. I can't so, imagine lying there for an hour, not being able to move and being awake. That's right. That's uh, terrifying. Yeah. And I, I, would, I was the same. I immediately saw something and I was horrified no and doubt. thought I need to wake up now. And I shut up. And, but I willed myself to do it. And it was a super scary, and that what I saw was super vivid. Yeah. But yeah, I don't recommend trying it either because Dad, don't don't practice it unless you've done as much research as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because yeah, uh, you you end up like this CIA MK Ultra dude and be stuck in some reality. Yeah, that's a massive. That's a massive trip. I would be so scared that I'm just going to wake up at any point. It's like in the in the show as well, Inception. He he couldn't tell. They or yeah. his wife killed himself in the movie. That um herself. He, he herself sorry yeah um that she couldn't she couldn't tell the difference anymore. Yeah, it got too much. Yeah, that's that's and and those were people that trained to do that. They weren't just yeah, I know. giving it a go. Those people, that was their job. That was like so it just, super psychic. <laughs> it just shows that even if you're well adept with it, yeah. you still can't 100% tell if you are in base reality. I think it's just the power of being human, right? Yeah. Well, you know, there's still no way to prove it right now. So, um, Garfield is base reality. Base reality. Base G1. Base G1. And it's all orange and everything is coated in Garfield's skin. I'm sorry, John. The all ended almighty space baby in the universe is Garfield. Yes, that he's reincarnate. It's like the neon genesis of, and we're, we're merging with Garfield at the end. That's that's what you see. I mean, there's so much of him. They're just hints of his existence. I'm f- I'm going to be so scared now walking around thinking I'm, I'm, I've got like schizophrenia and I'm just like obsessed with Garfield and I'm seeing him everywhere. It's like number I'm 23. It's like I see it everywhere. I yeah, stop. dude. You're going to see it. I'm telling you right now. Give but it a week. You're going to see something. when you're Garfield. looking out for it. Like, it's like when you get a car. Exactly what you said. You get a car, you see it everywhere. You're like, oh my God, a car. And you just never noticed. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, but the thing is with like Mickey Mouse, mm-hmm. I see a lot. I'm not I looking see for a Mickey lot. Mickey Mouse. Yeah, but I think it's Mickey Mouse everywhere. is more popular than Garfield and that's why. No, Mickey Mouse has got to be worth more than Garfield. There's yeah, bullshit if you're telling me Mickey Mouse ain't worth more I think than Disney, maybe, but Mickey Mouse, I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, Disney- As a character, how often is Mickey Mouse used as a- um, In anything. As anything now. It's just old, but like, you know, the character's rehashed, but there's no Mickey Mouse movie coming out. No. There's a Garfield movie coming out. Another one? Yeah, dude. Um, what's his name? <laughs> what's his name, dude? God damn. I know. Who asked for that? You tell me. Isn't there? No, I thought, I thought that was that original one, which was horrible. Who played him? Bill Murray again? Oh, you know Bill Chris Murray Pratt, said- Chris Pratt, dude. Chris Pratt is going to he's be- He's Mario and he's Garfield. Oh. I think baseline reality is Chris Pratt. <laughs> he's playing all the iconic characters. Nah, you know what? He's the golden child now. Everyone in Hollywood is just going- Oh, man, if we get Chris Pratt, we're making money. Uh, Chris Pratt is money. I think they lost. He lost a lot of fans, though, when he went, like, mad religious, though. Is he? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, he like... went heavy. In what religion? I don't want to fuck it up, so I don't want to just guess, but... Um, Scientology. I, I, no, no, like, I think he's, like, heavy Christian. Okay. And, like, I, I to the point where I unfollowed him on Instagram because his posts are very religious. No. <laughs> hey, but he's still a lovable guy, you know? I, um... I, oh, but I like man, him. it's like I rule with my religion. It drives all my thoughts. Yeah, I, I mean, believe in something, sure. But when you're like, wait, so he is Garfield, hundred um, percent. Is there this, a, is, is there a new, new Garfield movie? Garfield is a 2022 American 3D computer animated action comedy drama produced. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, I think apparently this year, July second, 2022. It's like when they came out with the Mario guy in the Mario movie. Uh, uh, we've had the same Mario actor for 35 years. Do you think we'll get Mario? What was his name? Who plays the original Mario? Uh, what's his name? I don't know. I know who you're talking about, the dude. The, 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 the white dude. Yeah. The older guy. He's got gray hair now. But uh, yeah, the and, the, and then like the iconic sound and um, you're just going to use Chris Pratt. 
But it's like Ryan Reynolds, dude. They're just using him for yeah. It's a cash cow. In. It's uh, he's the he's the golden milk baby. That's it. Uh, what, what what am I saying? Uh, what is it? Cash cow, milk baby. God damn. That's a turmeric latte baby. Charles Martinet. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'd be crushed. I'd be crushed if that's my life's work. And then um, <laughs> the dude that trains um, dog like dinosaurs takes over your role. He looks fatter there. Chris Pratt is it the beard it's probably the beard you think he's still jacked like he was in Guardians of the Galaxy maybe he um, did uh, method acting and ate a bunch of lasagna for the role <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's bulking Garfield style I must consume the character. he's got like exact calories to Christian feel. Bale oh what I was going to say before is Bill Murray said the worst most depressing uh, sorry the worst thing and most regrettable thing he ever did in his life was voice Garfield Bill Murray Bill Murray he's done a lot of movies though yeah, but he said the worst thing he ever did was was be Garfield. I believe that. He's very honest. I don't think he holds back anything. Mm, Mondays. Yeah, that would be pretty shit. I think I did watch that a lot as a kid, though. I feel... No, he just... that. Uh, oh, it was like a 2D animated thing, right? Before I went to that shitty 3D thing. But he also did the 3D thing. I remember it being 3D. Mm. Um, but I, I do remember watching that. It, it did... It was 2004, so we were pretty young. But yeah, I, I remember watching that. I do. And I, I remember thinking it was nothing special at the time, even when I was probably like... What yeah, it's I kind of like a boring movie I was for a kid. 12. But again, um, who's asking for it? Who At what what executive table do they go, I think the world wants another Garfield movie? Because we're in Garfield baseline reality. Dude. They're like, everything must become Garfield slowly. It's No, he is all. He, he is all. He is. like. He, I don't think we're in the base reality for Garfield, but these are the hints to show his existence in base reality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll just agree with that. Um, yeah. Okay. So, wait, you were saying, oh, yeah, Elon Musk was saying as well. No, I'm just saying, like, we've touched upon, it's, it's like, after discussing several of the things we've discussed today, it's, it's very apparent that he has his fingers in everything. He, he has an interest in space travel, in um, simulation theory, He's just a rich guy that's like, I'm going to do whatever I want at this point. Pretty you much. cannot stop me. Pretty much. I yeah. heard his um, Los Angeles tunnel isn't doing so well. No, it's... Uh, so, you know how he promised all that stuff. It's Well, he's not good with his promises. I have to say that. There's a timeline video I saw where he... Every single year, they go, how far away from full autonomous? Uh, about a year. And then, like, it goes... And that's been going on for, like, eight years. I guess because he's more of an ideas man rather than executing. He has the yeah. idea and the funds to do it. He just gets people to make it happen. And Yeah, but I can he's imagine- also kind of hyping his own thing where he says a yeah. year. He could say, I have no idea. Maybe for but funding reasons. But he always reasons. just says, yeah, for funding, for sure. People are like, oh, my God, it's a year away. Let's buy Going to cash in on that. Tesla, go. Stock, buy. That's go. it, dude. Tesla, stock, and buy. They, and they, they're skyrocketing. They are. But... So, you remember when he came out with the Roadster? The, yes. Um, you know, the new one. Like, the old one was from ages ago. It was the original car, I think, they had from, like, 20 years ago. I think I actually just saw my first one. If it, are they released? No, they're not released. So, the point okay. is that he was being promising. Um, he's been promising this car for ages. And everyone, uh, deposits, pre-orders sold out immediately within, like, a minute. And I was like, okay. Um, it's whatever. It's like the car doesn't even exist yet. That's and interesting. Um, I mean, I, I know there's a bunch of people that just want to be the first person to have this sort of stuff because they got the cash to throw around. But um, yep. it's a nice car, man. It's, it's pretty sweet uh, and, and, and affordable, right? 
No, no, no. This is the one that's like crazy fast. Yeah. It's not the- It's very affordable for what it's capable of no, doing no, no. compared it's to like The Roadster supercars. is like- Is that the Roadster? Um, I believe this could be it. 200,000 US dollars. Compared to like, you know, Bugatti. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, compared to that, it's relatively cheap. You got the, the speed and the luxury. Yes. And all, but, the, all the mods and cons. But, but no one's Bugatti- got it yet. They had to refund all the pre-orders. Interesting. Because they were like, oh, people were saying, it's been like two, three years and they still don't have anything. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. they just gave it all back, which I thought was weird. That's interesting. And um, I can imagine that that money would have been in, in deep into other projects. So, that's a pretty bad hit for Tesla. Or Yeah, yeah. I... Well, they have to do it. Well, They're not um, giving the product. Aren't the uh, autonomous trucks also in the works? That's been in the works for a long time? Yeah. that I think that might even be already... Uh, don't quote me on it. Uh, it might be out already. What happens to... Like, that's um, that's a freaky thing, I think, um, when it goes full autonomous on the roads. Yeah. So, yeah. So, he's... Now, all of a sudden, he's in a, I'm conquering space. I'm doing this. I'm going to buy Twitter. Do you think... Um, I'm going to just do it. Elon Musk... And Jeff Bezos are kind of like they it's feel like they're competing. Competition, yeah, yep, definitely. Who's got dude, the biggest dick? Jeff Bezos ship looked like a fucking penis. Yeah, true. And dude. straight up Didn't was like, it. "This is my schlong. It's gone in a space. My schlong is the best. It is space schlong." Did you um, hear that theory of? Oh, here we go. <laughs> did you hear that theory of? You know when um it was it was yeah when Elon Musk sent that Roadster or Tesla out in space? Do you remember that? It was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was his one. Um, and it had the moon man in it. it had he had a little like, astronaut in there. Yeah. And um, I heard a couple of funny theories. One was, uh, imagine like that was a, you know, that was a very popular figure. And the best way to get rid of them and hide any evidence was put him in an shoot astronaut in suit space. and shoot in space. Okay. And, and never get it back. He just the, shot it into the stratosphere. Wasn't there like a live... Um, yeah, there was, but obviously it cuts out after far. a while and runs out of battery. Um, the other one that I thought was really hilarious was, um, imagine we are currently... Um, due to be visited by aliens and they're coming at light speed and they get go head on collision with this random Tesla flying through space. Yeah. And that's stopped them. All mate chilling like this. Yeah. And and just this alien life that would have just brought prosperity to our world just gets taken out by this Tesla flying (laughs) through space. That would be so shit. And we would never know. That's already happened. Uh, Or they see it and go, nah, this ain't right. Those 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 humans that were three years ahead of us. That's them. No, zero, they, zero years ahead now because they, okay, they yeah, just yeah. got taken out by a Tesla. Yeah, flying it was the just them, and all of their humanity was on the yeah, yeah on dude. One Tesla. It was one of those um like birth chips where it's just like a We're bunch of people making to salvation. Uh, Cryos. They have a car crash in space. Oh man, that would be terrible. But dude, uh, you know that that could affect something. So, that's like the, is that not uh, just an extreme version of the butterfly effect? That Tesla will have an impact on something at one point in time. It is infinitely going. It's going to collide. Yeah, with but something. that was ripples of time, not like. So, it in could, his thing, it could he was just changing his time by experiencing a different time timeline with his mind. No, but the butterfly effect is that. Oh, theory that of, a butterfly's go, wings will flap, and that little flap sends like a shockwave throughout reality. Yeah, yeah, but that's if you. I think butterfly effect is only if effect. you go back in time. Well, no, the thing about this, this is happening right now. So, um, this Tesla hits a asteroid, just slightly knocks it off its trajectory that it was originally going to go in, uh-huh. and then that collides with Earth. You know what I'm talking about? Like, there's such a knock-on effect of this Tesla p- possibly going through the universe right now. It could affect an alien's life. 
It could just drop in and just meteor down on some small planet. <laughs> oh, man, it burn up for sure. <laughs> yeah. So what if that, what if like, that planet has, I park my car? What if that planet has shit ozone, dude? That 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 planet and that it's just like we finally reached prosperity and a unity amongst everyone in this planet and this this Tesla just comes in and kills the, kills the president. It. Yeah, kills just straight up murders the president like that's it. We're purging. I've had that was the final straw of losing prosperity, and yes. that was it. And, and, then, we're gone. and then that alien race is on a vendetta to kill whoever invented the Tesla, so they invade Earth. Yeah. That's the origin story and it's for independence alien thing. And then we need Will Smith to slap him. Nice dude. And then we need. How Will do you Smith. like that? Welcome to Earth. <laughs> slaps an alien. That's how that's we do. It. That's how we do. God damn, movie. that guy's an idiot. I saw. I him. really liked him, you know, before that. He, uh, yeah, me, me too. Did you, um, you know, uh. I, I I know none of none of you listeners. I mean, maybe some of you know our professions, but um, I'm a graphic designer, and Daniel is uh, in editing. Yeah, you know that scene uh, in an Independence Day where the dude, old school dude, the drunk guy, flies the ship into the mothership and blows it up. Yep. And you see like the whole explosion. What does he say? He screams something out. I love that scene. It's a good yeah, scene. And it blows up. Yep. The 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 footage that they use to show that explosion is the footage of um i think the empire state building getting destroyed by one of the aliens flipped upside down and color graded so they just reuse the same footage (laughs) if you look closely it's the empire state building upside down all blue that's meant to be the alien part and they just had the same footage of it exploding but upside down flipped upside down and and I mean, you, you have to make what you have to make your. Well, there was all miniatures. I remember watching the making. It was literally yeah. all miniatures, and they go, "Ah, now nah, we're not going to shoot it again. How yeah. do we do it? Flip it upside down. There you go. Call it Saved on cost, and no one knew. And well, I, I didn't even notice. But you know what? It's been ages that. since I've been seen, seen it, and I bet you if I watch it again, I can pick up. A you'd lot appreciate more. that. I can pick up a lot more now. How long have we been going for? This episode? Yeah. Oh, we're near the end. We're, we're up to fifty. Uh, we're over fifty minutes because yeah, nice. I started the timer late, like an idiot. Oh, that's okay. Humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. Okay, how do you want to end it? Oh, the spook story we talked about. Ah, uh, spook story. I have one. Go for it. Okay. Ooh. It's ghosts. Okay, <laughs> I don't. I don't know about ghosts. I, I'm. I'm spiritual, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm on the fence ghosts, with ghosts. I am. I would love to know 100%. I haven't seen anything since that, but I also live a pretty chill life where I'm not hunting ghosts and going into, you know, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, like forbidden cemeteries and stuff like that. I'm not doing right. those things where you would consider the ghostly beings to be. Um, this happened at my girlfriend's house at the time. And this was in the middle of the day. And I was sitting in the front room and she was upstairs putting makeup on. And I was just chilling on my phone, waiting for waiting for her to come down. Yeah. And eventually I heard her footsteps come down the stairs. And I heard her go away. So I'm in the front area where the the door was, like the front door. I'm like right near the front door. And the stairs was just uh, parallel from where, like straight ahead from where I was looking. So then I heard her turn left. You're in a lounge room that you can't see this happening. I cannot see what's happening. I, I can barely see the hallway. I can just see a little bit of the hallway. I can I can't see where the stairs. Uh, I can't see where the stairs stop. And so the stairs come and like lead to the front door. Is what you're saying? No, no. They 
they are they are perpendicular to the front door. So okay. if you come down the stairs, you need to turn right to go to the door. Mm-hmm. If you turn left, you go to the kitchen. Okay. So I heard her go to the kitchen and try and scare me like rah, mm-hmm. like rah. I heard the I heard that that noise like a woman's voice go rah, and the dog went bananas. Um, who was like in the room and he was uh, in his cage because right. we needed to, to go outside and he stays in his cage for the day. Just for a couple of hours or whatever. He went ballistic and I laughed because I thought, you scared the dog. Yeah, you didn't get me. And you didn't get me. And I yell out, you didn't get me. You didn't get me. And then uh, I chuckle to myself and I hear her call up from upstairs. What? And I go, huh? And you're home alone. I We were home alone, right. 100%. Um, so... I go into the kitchen because I, I I was too I jump up and within ten steps I'm at the staircase and I run to the kitchen. No one is there. And I so one hundred percent heard something, but also the dog heard something which right. which solidified it for me. I run upstairs, I was pretty freaked out, and I went upstairs and I talked to her and I said, This is what happened. And she goes, I told you that my house is haunted. That I Damn. hear shit all the time. And we hear footsteps and we hear that and all the time. I I thought she was going to be like, I told you not to summon spirits. Okay. That too. <laughs> and I'm not allowed to. But um, That's freaky, dude. But I, look, that was 100% sure I heard something. The yeah. dog heard something. Well, yeah. Solidified it for me. I have goosebumps right now talking about it. That's how freaky it was. That was a real experience. And uh, it was. But I, that's probably the only thing that I've heard. Right. Um, and experienced that, that I can 100% say that I heard something and, you know, it was coincidental enough to know that was kind of freaky. And I 100% heard um, footsteps come down the stairs. They were very clear and it was a woman's voice very clear. Wow. Now you. For me, I mean, I'd have to really go back in time to find what memories I have with ghosts or anything like that. But I have one uh, that I remember being very young and and really not having an answer for even Mm. to this day. Um, I was at my cousin's house and uh, I think I was waiting for him to go downstairs with me and he was in his bedroom and um, I was at the top of the stairs with my head in between the the railings. Mm -hmm. And uh, just at the base of the stairs, um, my uncle had under the stairs storage. So, you'd click click the door to open it up, like kind of like how Harry Potter was sleeping in his, in, in his crib. And um, yeah. I think I saw my uncle, I mean, because I couldn't see straight down, but I could see my uncle go under the stairs. I think he left it a little bit open and then he went away and I might have just looked away and came back and I think I said something and I heard, Shh, and I'm like, Shh, and then I heard, Shh, and then I was like, I looked down and I'm like, coming from under the stairs i went Shh, and i went Shh. and then i called out for my uncle and he's like yeah and he was in the lounge room like down the yeah, back yeah, of the house yeah. and i was like frozen i did not want to go downstairs because you'd have to walk past under the stairs um i don't know what did it i know that it, nothing was in there because my cousin then came out of his room and we went downstairs together but i was like freaked out of under the stairs because i distinctly remember hearing something shushing me back and it was you know you're a kid you got pretty good hearing it was yeah. definitely coming from directly below me, and um, my uncle was definitely in the back of the in the house. So that freaked me out. And um, I think no. that's how old were you? Oh man, I would have been uh, maybe before eight years old. Mm. So yeah, maybe I mean six or seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, interesting. So what? What do you? 
because you don't believe in ghosts per se. Uh, I don't know. What are your I, theories I on ghosts? What do you do? You have, how do you believe they come about if they do come about? Um, what do you think it There's is? It's got to be spiritual. Like you can't say that humans aren't spiritual and things don't happen that you can't explain. And I I do believe in ghosts. I would say like spirits. I do believe, but in I ghosts. don't believe they're just hanging around looking to haunt us. It's more like echoes of. Like, I don't think they're sentient beings. Right. I think it's more the energy is somehow left and echoing out through the time. And you can you have moments where, like, reality lapses with these kind of old memories of... Yeah, nice. I actually um, I actually believe in something very, very similar. Mm. Uh, I, I believe that, um, you know, how, like, uh, I guess everything is kind of infinite. Yep. And uh, I can believe that the energy that would have been passing in that location at that time in a different timeline that was just happening and so someone is something's just overlapping slightly yeah. through the veil um but they're both equally real in their own timelines yeah respectively yeah freaky very freaky okay i i think that's it man like that i think that that's fine. episode one that's episode one um yeah, I hope you guys found this enjoyable. I hope you're in a sleep right now and, you know, you, like when you fall asleep with the TV and you wake up to some weird advertisement, but um, I hope you, you know, paid attention the whole time, enjoyed it. Yep. I hope we didn't bore you to death, but uh, there will be more of us. And if you liked it, uh, let us know and subscribe and whatever. And yeah, check out all our socials and stuff. We'll um, link them below. Yeah. And well, don't forget we'll, uh, to like and subscribe. That's my first right. time saying that. Like and subscribe. No. <laughs> See you guys next time, uh, and peace. Thank you for listening to Double Dose. See ya.